everyone being here and let's get started quickly on this uh, bill. We only have one bill on the agenda today and it's House Bill 4243, Professional Sports Team Investment Act and uh, Representative Simmerum will call on you to present that bill. Thank you. And in that case, uh, Mr. Chairman, I, I won't um, uh, protest the fact that, that my name is spelled with two R's on, on, on part of this. And I, I can just tell you, it, 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 well, su suffice it to say, Mr. Chairman, you and I and every member in this room and every member that would even have contact with this knows there's only one room for one 2R person and he's over there. <laughs> I think the mold was broken as they would say. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, House Bill 4243 is the uh, identical language that the Senate has, uh, Senate Bill 655. Uh, this was reported out of our subcommittee yesterday unanimously. Uh, we did have testimony from the Association of Counties that they were uh, unanimous in their support for this particular piece of legislation. And basically the premise behind this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is that this defines professional sports, sports team uh, that adds that to our uh, statute, which basically allows a professional sports team uh, to enjoy some of the same benefits that other manufacturing business related companies come into South Carolina that would have an impact and employment to allow them the job tax credits. Uh, this bill also uh, goes beyond that to a degree specifically that would uh, not allow the sports team to be charged a business license tax or fee uh, in the area in which they chose. And when it comes to annexation uh, on any particular land that they would uh, have chosen, uh, that they would uh, could only be annexed with their consent. Uh, the areas that the Panthers are looking at, certainly those um, Local entities have signed off on that particular uh, measure as well. And Mr. Chairman, basically that's the premise behind the bill. I'll be glad to take any questions. All right, there any questions? Representative Hayes. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Simmerl, uh, in your conversations uh, with, with the Panthers organization, we're, uh, we're all talking about practice facilities, indoor practice facilities and um, corporate building and so forth was that was part of the conversation thank you for the question mr hayes yes it was and, and understand that, that there are really two parts to this one is is policy and that is what is allowed in south carolina and, and by the passage of this bill expands that policy definition that it allows professional sports teams mr stavernakis had yes asked yesterday about soccer and of course once once we would pass and this is signed into law it opens up south carolina obviously uh, to be able to um, delve more into professional sports teams regardless of what they are the other part of this is place uh, and when the panthers would select uh, a location for uh, moving their practice facilities to South Carolina. Of course, I think currently 
uh, Mr. Chairman, that they operate 16 days at Wofford currently in Spartanburg. Uh, this would move those practice facilities to a, a place in South Carolina. Uh, but if you talk to Mr. Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, he envisions something much larger than that, and that would be not only practice facilities but the headquarters for uh, the Panthers. And so you can see outlined in that what that economic impact would be, not only from a, a income producing standpoint, but from a sales tax standpoint, because it goes beyond that. He also currently has contracts with Atrium Health, which is basically Charlotte Medical, uh, that conglomerate, and they would be a, a part of, of what he is looking at as well. Uh, in addition to that, you're looking at, at potential retail, restaurants, housing, office, so it's more of a multi-use area. I think in the acreage that specifically they're talking about is between one and 200 acres of, of development site. Okay, so plenty of room to expand and a lot better than probably than in Charlotte. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting to note too that the Charlotte Observer um, put out an editorial, and of course we all know what the definition of editorial means, but th they talked about, you know, the Panthers being uh, that it really wasn't a, a change as far as the dynamics of income or taxation. But in reality, if you look at duty days that a professional team plays and how that is, they call it the jock, jock tax, tax, but how that is set up, South Carolina it would certainly, uh, we stand to win heavily with that. That's from this policy standpoint that we're talking about today in 42-43. But beyond that, the sales tax, uh, A tax, H tax, all of those taxes that are collected as well that would benefit the state of South Carolina. I would agree. I think it would be a win-win, and you know, for a lot of people that probably don't understand about the way professional teams are taxed, or athletes, you know, where they're participating at is where they pay the tax at, and they only get paid in the week that they play. So that is correct. Thank, Thank you, sir. All right. Any further questions, Representative Cobb Hunter? Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and Mr. Seminole. I certainly support this. I want to make sure that I'm looking at the numbers right. So we are looking at $190 million tax um, pay, I mean payroll coming into the state, correct? And this annexation part, it, does that mean that North Carolina could not try to get them back or why is that piece necessary? Well, and thank you for the question, Ms. Cobb-Hunter. So as the Panthers, look, again, what we, two different things. One is what we're dealing with is the policy matter of it. The other is the place that the Panthers would, would sign a contract with a, a landowner to be able to develop a, a certain site of their choosing. With that said, if, if they chose to be in an unincorporated area, uh, that they would have more control of the destiny of whether they are annexed or not versus um, a municipality doing that. Again, if you look at the county of York or the city of Rock Hill, uh, both of them have, have signed off on <coughs> this partic that particular measure within the bill. And is there a time limit? Like most fee and luob, and I'm they expire after a certain time. Is there an expiration on this? No, ma'am. So what this does is sets up a uh, pro sports team mm -hmm. in kind of in the enclave of, of what we offer in tax incentives. So that job tax credits, unless we would go in and change the job tax credit statute, that's, that stands. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Any further questions? Uh, Representative Finley. Quickly, I, I'm without a computer, so I was trying to just make sure I understood it. it we're expecting this to have a fiscal impact of about $225,000. Is that correct? 
Yep. Yes, sir. Mr. Finley, if you look at the, the fiscal impacts, is the bill reduced the general fund income tax, yes. corporate income tax, and bank tax, and insurance premium tax by a, a cumulative of $225,000. I think part of this, though, is yet to be seen because I think in part of the initial figuring, uh, this is what Mr. Hayes spoke to, is that the increased revenue that are based on duty days of the players has not been incorporated okay. into this. And the only reason I'm asking is because I, I was reading it briefly off Phillips' laptop, but I want to make sure that mine's I would, gone. I would Thank caution you. against that in any time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it did have crayons attached to it. But, yeah. 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 Mr. Lowe, are you going to defend yourself? <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, I have Mr. a question Lowe. for Jerry. <laughs> All right. With our two R's. Hey, two R, two R Gary. Which uh, double R Gary? Yeah, staff's got the wrong computer, and it just caused a backlog all the way down the side. So it's it's down this way. Half size so says two. The, the this these jobs are tied to um, full-time employment or employment, and do they have to be a resident of the state? So it, de it deals, um, Mr. Lowe, with payroll, but a as you know now, of course, uh, we, we follow the same, the same laws. What this does, though, is take into account the fact that for a, a pro team, uh, this is part of the statutory change, that uh, it, it is done differently. It's, based, it's not based on being a resident. It's where they, they play or where they practice. They're called duty days. So they're game days, obviously, where they're in the stadium playing. Uh, if they travel to the West Coast, to Florida, to Pittsburgh, wherever they would be, those days are then accounted back as those play days and or a travel day. So usually two days out of town, maybe three days on the West Coast. But, but the benefit for South Carolina delves from the fact that we, we start looking again, we go back to Wofford, let's say, I think they set aside 16 days for that intense practice prior to the season beginning. But really, practice begins in March. So March, April, May, June, all of those days that are practice days, those then would be incorporated in, into South Carolina. So if, if I appreciate that. If you could add an amendment to go back and check if Cam Newton's daddy took some money so they could void yeah. – that, that championship in South Carolina could get that, I would appreciate it. I look forward to uh, vigorously debating your amendment. Uh, and <clears throat> Mr. Lowe, I think you're still, you're still sour from the whipping you, the Gamecocks got in the Auburn uh, SEC championship game. Is that the problem? Yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you. All right, Ms. Clover. <clears throat> thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Representative Simmery, uh, this is truly good news, but can you tell us something about the time element? Um, can you explain that just a little? Well, and thank you, Mr. Clyburn, and thank you for your support yesterday at the subcommittee level. So, again, two, two different avenues we're talking about here. So what we're talking about today is, is the policy component that really sets up the parameters and the framework for, for a pro sports team to be in South Carolina. In this case, we have talked specifically about the Panthers. The other part of that is their facility, their um, acquiring of a site, and building on that site. So they're two totally different things. Uh, in Mr. Tepper's uh, words, uh, he said, as soon as possible is his word. And of course, that's one of the reasons we want to make sure that in South Carolina, uh, we're doing what we can to make sure that, that what they need from 
And again, it's interesting because really it's, it's a modest request if you look at a, uh, an impact that they would have on the state of South Carolina. All they're asking for is really what is afforded to other businesses of, of like size that would come to this state. All right, any further questions, Mr. Loftus? I just have a comment. It's certainly refreshing to, to have the counties on association on board on this. It's uh, very refreshing as we look at economic development in all areas of raising the income level of the state. Thank you. Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, just following up on Senator Loftus' point, there seems to be a change of attitude at the Association of Counties, and it is very much appreciated. Thank you, sir. I couldn't agree with you more, Ms. Cobb-Hunter, and thank everybody. I mean, this is truly what we call Team South Carolina, where everybody comes together and unites behind it. And I can say I was with Mr. Simrel, uh when we had the discussion with Mr. Tepper, and I think it's impressive that you have all facets of government coming together to say we would love to have you as our corporate citizen, our neighbor, and our friend uh, in, in South Carolina. Truly embody the words of, of the motto of one one uh, team, two states. So I appreciate it. And uh, well, Simrel, I had Simrel didn't use it today, so somebody had to repeat that motto. Um, <laughs> I was busy erasing my extra R. Okay. <laughs> Certainly that is a tall order, Mr. Simro. I wish you luck with that. <laughs> you will be stigmatized for life as a result. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, Mr. Simro moves for a favorable report of House Bill 4243, seconded by Ms. Cobb-Hunter. Uh, any discussion? All right. We'll proceed to a roll call. Mr. Bales. Mr. Ballantyne. Mr. Bannister. Mr. Clemens? Aye. Mr. Clyburn? Aye. Ms. Cobb Hunter? Aye. Ms. Crawford? Aye. Mr. Danning? Aye. Ms. Erickson? Aye. Mr. Finley? Aye. Mr. Hayes? Aye. Mr. Herb Kurzman? Aye. Mr. Hosey? Aye. Mr. Huggins? Aye. Mr. Loftus? Aye. Mr. Lowe? Aye. Mr. Moss? Mr. Rutherford? Aye. Mr. Simrel? Aye. Mr. Gary Smith, Mr. Merle Smith, Mr. Satilli, Mr. Stavronakis, Mr. Weeks, Mr. Whitmer. All right, so it's favorable report by vote of 24 to uh, nothing. Uh, and with that, that's That'll conclude today's agenda. I appreciate everyone being here. Appreciate everyone coming here early so we can move this bill through. And also, on a personal note, let me tell you guys, appreciate all your hard work with the budget. Uh, truly, it was a team effort. Uh, the whole committee voted for the budget and supported the budget, and I'm very appreciative as my first year as chairman of your support in that regard. So I personally thank you and look forward to continuing to work with you all in that manner. So thank you very much. With that being said, Mr. Senator, soon this last meeting, I presume Mr. Loftus will be here. So, well, he hopes. <laughs> <laughs> So if not, he's going to be sorely disappointed. So, so Representative soon-to-be Senator Loftus moves we adjourn. All in favor say aye. All opposed, ayes have it. Thank you very much.